Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and oh, whoa, 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 welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, July 14th. My name is Javier Reyes, of course, your host of this here, Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show at LO underscore Padres or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them right here on the show. I don't know why I'm speaking so fast, but uh, today's show so far, but whatever, it's okay, it's fine. Here we go. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need so check them out and today's episode guys is very fun it's the first of a a kind of mega series i guess you could say it's me chatting with a new pal and friendo friendo of the pod however you want to phrase it uh, mr daniel epstein who's a writer uh for the internets for the interwebs and a teacher got a great twitter account you should check him out on there and basically, I brought him on to preview the whole season, not just from a Padres perspective, but as a whole. And um, we ended up talking a lot more than I thought we were going to talk. Like, we talked for a while, like almost two hours type of long. So the next bunch of pods, uh, it's, this is going to be like maybe a potential four-parter, right? And for part one, we're going to get right into it. We uh, we go on a little bit of a tangent about Jake Crotedworth and Padres farm system stuff. And then we also talk about uh, opening day games and which ones that we're both looking forward to the most. So without further ado, guys, let's get this big bundle of baseball preview kind of goodness underway. Let's go. And everyone, I'm happy to be joined by another special guest on the pod. Um, He's a writer who I discovered maybe, I don't know, like a month ago, pretty much. That's how this works sometimes. It's how the internet works. And... He writes for Best Baseball FYI. He's he's written for a bunch of places. And it's funny because once I realized he was a big Jake Cronenworth fan, that's kind of when I knew. You know, I got I think I have to have this guy on. And that's Mr. Daniel Epstein. How you doing, sir? I am doing well. And uh thank you for invoking the name of his mightiness, Jake Cronenworth. <laughs> Why are you so high on Jake Cronenworth? What's not to like about him? I mean, so first of all. <laughs> He's a legitimate shortstop, probably. I mean, okay, he's all right. He's a utility infielder, but whatever. We'll call him a legitimate mm-hmm. shortstop. Um, yeah. And I mean, he hits, he hits for average. And on top of that, he throws 96 with a cutter and a curveball. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know what that's going to look like, but if you look at a lot of the two-way players, other than Otani, who is in a class by himself, Right. But a lot of them are like, you know, Brendan McKay or Jared Walsh or the Angels or Michael Lorenzen, where they're like, they're not playing up the middle for the most part, whether they're primarily a hitter or primarily a pitcher. They're usually like, you know, a first base DH kind of type. And Cronenworth is a different kind. He's a utility infielder. He can play up the middle. He can play shortstop and Mm -hmm. second base. And maybe he can pitch. Um, maybe he can do any of these things. Maybe he actually can't. We don't know. He hasn't played in the major leagues yet, but it's cool. I mean, what's not to like about two-way players? He's great. Yeah, uh, at least absolutely. At least the field and isn't great, but uh, for now, he's great. Yeah. I feel like one of the things with Cronenworth, too, is I think the Padres might just have a deep system, so he's not as discussed. Not that he's, you know, uh, I don't know who. I think there's the guy on the White Sox that's projected to be up this year i forgot his name though like it's not one of those where 
I think if he was on another team, he'd be like a top guy that everybody's looking forward to. But still, I mean, you know, yeah, there we go. Um, It might be like a, you know, like a poor man's Otani type of situation. It is, it is exciting. And I think that uh, you're not the first person that's had their like kind of (laughs) high on Jake Cronenworth. It's funny though. Like everyone that I've talked to though, is like, Hey man, I'm, I'm into this guy, Jake Cronenworth. Like this is, I think this is the guy. I think this guy's really cool. I thought I was special. I thought I discovered something cool. Um, <laughs> I think it's just, yeah, I, think I right. wonder, I wonder if like the, the future of the sport, like if we're going to maybe just have more guys like this that play like both positions, you know? Well, I think, uh, first of all, I think you're right that one of the, there, there are reasons that he's not as hyped. Um, and part of it is that the Padres have the deepest system in baseball by far. I mean, it's crazy, ridiculous. How many, they, like they have, you know, probably like 10 to 12 guys who could be the number one prospect in probably five or six of the worst systems in baseball. And mm. uh, they're just insane. Um, I saw like before the season, I think in April on fan graphs, Cronenworth was number nine on the Padres list, which yep. is mm-hmm. really pretty, pretty special considering how deep they are. Um, don't, don't ask why in my free time I'm looking up, you know, Jake Cronenworth uh, scouting reports from <laughs> April. But anyway, um, and yeah, also part of it is that he's new to the system. They just got him from Tampa Bay in the uh, Hunter Renfro, Tommy Pham trade. So he's probably not as well known to the fan base. Um, plus, he's uh, he's a little older than most prospects. I think he's 26. Yeah. So all these things uh, contribute to it. But it's, you know, he's something novel, which is really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they, the Padres, exper- when they were at one of their lower points a few years ago, they kind of experimented this with Christian Betancourt, but in all the wrong ways. You know, they took a guy who was right, I forgot about a that. prospect, and I mean, maybe he really didn't hit very well, but he was supposedly like an 80-grade catcher. He was an elite defensive catcher. I mean, he, he could have been something like Austin Hedges. And they were like, you know what? instead of taking this guy who's just about to really at least become a decent backup catcher and we're going to tell him to just not do that anymore and <laughs> say, go ahead and pitch, even though you've literally never done it. And also go do it at AAA, which, you know, is a pretty high level of competition and surprise, surprise, it didn't work and it mm-hmm. derailed his career, which really stinks for him. So Cronenworth, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's different because uh, I guess they let Tampa Bay do the experimenting. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, they're... Hey, Tampa Bay's great for experimenting. So. Yeah. yeah, I think um, another thing to add on to that is just like, uh, I think in general, I think in baseball sometimes people forget how important it is the development process of a lot of prospects. Like, yeah, I think there's, you know, you get a, a Harper every now and then, right? That like everybody knows, all right, yeah, this guy will be in the majors. He's a generational talent, right? But I think for the most part, like, I mean, we're going to bring him up. I'm going to bring him up at some point. But like Corey Kluber was some dude who, I don't know, what was he in like double A? And everyone was like, oh, he might like, you know, fill out a roster spot when teams need him in July. And all of a sudden he's freaking winning two Cy Uggs. It's like that happens sometimes where you you sleep on people and you just have to hope that, you know, depending on the organization, I don't think it's a coincidence that certain organizations make bad draft picks. Maybe it's that they don't make great picks and they also don't, you know, uh, develop them very well. And I think the Padres are sometimes guilty of that. Oftentimes, maybe you could say. (laughs) (laughs) Not as guilty of that anymore as they used to be. Yeah. Right. Right. right, Um, Yeah. 
I think you're definitely right. Uh, development is something that is very much not a science and we'll always see teams getting draft picks wrong. We'll always see people mm -hmm. getting prospects wrong in both directions where you're mm -hmm. talking about um, a Corey Kluber or a Jacob deGrom, who's I think an eighth or a ninth round pick and as an infielder, <laughs> speaking of two-way players. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, you know, and then you'll also see um, the other end of that, that, you know, sticking with the San Diego theme, the Matt Bushes or the, mm -hmm. the um, you know, uh, Jerickson Profar. Uh, I mean, man, what a prospect Profar was supposed to be. Yeah, and, I remember that in high know, school. He's, he's made a career out of himself, but, <laughs> you know, the, the shoulder injuries uh, derailed what could have been, you know, one of the best players in baseball. It's what he was supposed to be. So you just never know with this stuff. And you know, anything can happen. So the Padres have taken an approach of both quality and quantity, which I think is smart. Uh, it's not easy, but they pulled it off, at least developmentally. We'll see how that translates to actually making the playoffs. But the other end of that is that not everyone has to be a Corey Kluber or, um, or a Jacob deGrom or a mm -hmm. Fernando Tatis yeah. in order to be successful. You need utility infielders also. You know, those... Um, 45 grade or 40 grade players on the 20 to 80 scouting scale. Uh, those are valuable. You're going to need somebody to come up and throw some middle relief innings for a month and a half and go back down and maybe do the same thing the next year. So mm. there's a lot of guys who aren't on prospect lists who are going to be in the major leagues and maybe they're not in high leverage or important situations. And maybe they're not selling jerseys to them in the team shop, but they're going to be necessary to fill out a 26-man roster over the course of a year. Mm -hmm. Just a second, guys, before we continue my conversation. I hope I don't annoy you too much with that sound that I make for the transition, but whatever, because I'm trying to be a little car. I like being a little car sometimes. Everyone likes cars. They're super important and stuff. And rockauto.com, they're super, super good for helping you with the important thing that is cars. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, best of all, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It doesn't make any sense now, does it? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, super reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com just to transition a little bit speaking of uh quant quantity and quality what are the ways that i first discovered you is because you are a really good writer honestly and i'm a big fan of of all the stuff that i've seen granted short kind of time span maybe i'm judging based off of a short performance like people tend to do in baseball sometimes and some people are going to look at this and they, they might look at your bio and see things you've written and past few days you may or may not have written about what a Marvel superhero team would look like for baseball. Like what players you would have for that. And people who know me will be like, oh, that's why he had him on the podcast. Of course, right? But it's a mixture of things. And I think one of the main things I wanted to talk about was because I really, you wrote like a great piece um, on MLB restarting and the cost, I guess, to put it lightly, 
of MLB restarting that I really just thought was phenomenal. And I recommend everyone checking out. I'm going to look at link it in the podcast description and believe it or not, not believe it or not, it's, it's happening and baseball is restarting. So what I, what I really wanted to talk to you, the main thing before we got to Jake Cronenworth and Padres prospects is kind of our favorite storylines heading into the season. Obviously I'll do some Padres ones. I know you have some too, which maybe, maybe one of them is Jake Cronenworth. Maybe that's the big thing. But I think it's it's fun to kind of talk about, you know, baseball restarting and whatnot, even though, as you've written before, it's, you know, there's some I don't know how to like word it, but without being like too malicious about it, because I try and, you know, dance around these topics a little bit, I guess you could say maybe I'm guilty of that. But I think that one thing's for sure is that we will get baseball. I have questioned on the podcast before whether or not it gets shut down at some point. I think that that is a possibility, perhaps. Um, but I definitely know we're going to get some games. And I definitely know we're going to get the opening day games. And do you have just... Wow, this is a long way for me to like get to the next part. <laughs> but do you have any opening day games? Let's start off with that. Do you have any like opening day games that you're particularly looking forward to? Well, first of all, thank you very much for the compliments. Um, I will have to be sure to send you all the bad and mediocre stuff that I've written to balance everything out. <laughs> So uh, that way you convert yourself and <laughs> in, in some of the, the junk that I've done. Um, the opening day games, um, well, obviously the big one is the very first opening day game on the 23rd, which is uh, the Yankees and Nationals, Garrett Cole versus mm. Max Scherzer. That's, first of all, baseball is going to be back. And, and outside of all of the other stuff surrounding it and whether or not it should be back and whether or not it's safe to be back and whether or not anything is safe anymore who knows um yeah. man it's just really going to be good to to turn on yeah. the yankees and the nationals and just watch it and i won't say forget about the other stuff for a while because we really should not be forgetting about the other stuff with the Agreed. effects of the pandemic and with the labor issues that um that have i won't say arisen because they've always been there but have bubbled up um that's always going to be part and parcel with the game as so much else is, but it's a lot easier to swallow when you're actually watching an yeah. MLB baseball yeah. game. So I'm it's, really it's, looking it's forward true. to It's true. It's true. Uh, that's a good point. The Yankees nationals one is now personally, I thought, and I'll get into this a little bit more later, but like if this was the NFL, if this was the NBA, the league would be like, you know, who's playing like night one, the Astros, right? That's who, that's who mm-hmm. you probably should have. But again, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit. I don't necessarily know uh, if that storyline is still as present there. But, yeah, that game for sure, Yankees-Nationals, the Garrett Cole thing. Um, I know a lot of people were freaking out like a couple months ago back before, you know, COVID and everything happened that Garrett Cole gave up like eight runs in an inning or whatever it was. And people were <laughs> freaking out because every year, every year, Daniel, every year without yep. fail, there is always a freak out spring traded reaction for anyone who plays fantasy baseball out there. Still draft Garrett Cole, and I would have said this before. Still do it. It's like breaking news. Unless he's going to be fine. Playing in my league, do not draft Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just incredible. I mean, you know, being in the Jersey area, and I've definitely still got my Yankees roots. Um, like Greg Bird, you know, he hits like eight home runs, and he's batting like three ninety, <laughs> and then his draft stock goes through the roof. And I'm like, great, this is I'm going to win again because people are freaking out about spring training. It happens every year. It happens every year without fail. You're but, absolutely right. There is that thing with a new team, I think. I think when it's 
when it's a player on a different team, there is like this whole, all right, are they going to live up to the hype? It's not like this is he's still in Houston. So I guess from that perspective, I mean, there's been guys in big cities like Sonny Gray a few years ago who if you just logged on Twitter any day of the week, everyone was killing that guy when he was on the Yankees because his ERA was like (laughs) 8.2. But it happens sometimes. But I agree. That is the game that I'm probably looking forward to the most. Obviously, got the Padres and D-backs. That should be interesting. And also because I think the D-backs are this weird team that has a lot of players that I feel like they have a lot of players that nobody kind of believes what they did last year, where they have Ketel Marte and they have Zach Gallen, who actually is going to be more coming up this year, but they have this thing going on where it's like, yeah. yeah, and Walker, yeah. Like, I don't know how much of it is legit. I assume it is, but I think that there's some some skepticism with that. And the other game, just to look at the schedule really quickly, that kind of jumped out to me is um, where is? Let me find it real quick. Uh, the Athletics of the Angels. I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm big on the A's. I've always kind of enjoyed watching their teams because they randomly get really good every like three years after being bad. They managed to do that. Um, and just the Trout thing, and just the the narrative of the Angels. I think in general, where it's starting to become a to make a movie analogy, like a Leonardo DiCaprio not winning an Oscar yet thing when it comes to uh, Mike Trout, where it's like, this is clearly the best baseball player we have yet. He's been in one posting season series back in like when I was in high school, which was probably like four or five years ago. I think I don't remember who it was against either. Maybe it was against the yeah. Mariners. I don't remember. Um, Just the wild card series or something. Yeah. But in general, I'm looking forward to the tweets about baseball all day. I think that in a lot of ways, it's going to be one of the more exciting opening days in a while just because baseball's back and sports are back, you know, and I think that that's kind of a interesting prospect to have. Yeah, we've we've sort of taken for granted uh, that opening day will always come because it always has since, oh, I don't know, about the Civil War, (laughs) with the exception (laughs) of 1995. (laughs) Um, and then this year it just didn't. So I guess it makes you just sort of appreciative how the baseball calendar has always sort of operated like clockwork. Um, Mm. Mike Trout actually alluded that he might even opt out. He, he said that he, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I forgot about that for some reason. Yeah. And Uh, if you were to to do that, I think baseball would really start to consider whether or not they should really be doing this. I mean, I I think they're too far along now that they're, they're just going to for it but we're gonna see um teams that are you know 90 percent of what they should be 80 percent 70 percent it's gonna depend on the team and how and who opts out mm-hmm. um and who and test positive as well so and in addition to all the other injuries that would normally come about um so who knows what's going to happen uh, it'd be pretty funny if Mike Trout opted out, then this was the year the Angels made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's in play. It's I don't. I think with the they exception of you know, Anthony Rendon, yeah, um, like Angels, they got a good lineup. Yeah, they pitching, do. But they got a good lineup. Um, I think you know, with the exception of uh, like maybe Baltimore, Miami, and there's probably a couple I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Detroit, it's like Pittsburgh. the worst league. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh, like. There's like some teams I think that it isn't really conceivable that they make the playoffs, but these middling teams that were maybe disappointing last year and some of them I'll be able to get into in a little bit. It's kind of I mean it's sixty games, dude. Like it's just yeah. it's just kind of that simple. I mean it's just 
we've never had this. It's unprecedented. And cut. Unfortunately, guys, I'm going to leave it at there. That is part one of my conversation with Daniel Epstein, our big, my big uh, mega baseball preview, I guess, duo that we decided to have and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's it's super fun, and we get into so many more things later on, talking about some of our favorite storylines. We get more into the Padres in a ton of different ways, and seriously, Daniel is awesome. You guys should all follow him and check out his work. I also linked... Um, in the description of the podcast, the article that I mentioned, and check him out. He's super, super good. Um, loved having him on the pod, and this is just the beginning. Hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoy talking with him. And with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Locked on Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. Um, we're going back on a kind of a regular daily schedule from here on out, guys. So lots more content coming up as the season ramps up and gets closer. And I really think you're going to enjoy it. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, and if you guys would also do me a favor and tell your smart devices to play Lockdown Fantasy Baseball, it is hosted by the homie Scott Cullen. He just did his preview um, episode on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm excited for fantasy baseball. I actually have a league uh, with my friends who barely play fantasy baseball, uh, but they're excited because it's a short season. There's kind of a unique excitement to that. So fantasy and getting all your fantasy tips is still important. So I recommend checking that pod out, guys. And until next time, guys, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my Friday faithful homies. Take care.